0: You know, sometimes I think breakfast is just like a luxury. Sometimes I think breakfast is just like a luxury thing to do because eating early in the morning, getting, waking up and getting a shower, wiping the boogie crust off of me and just kind of preparing to live another day and then just to eat. It is very overwhelming. Um, I really think breakfast was like meant for rich people, high key. Just to just sit and eat. And then, you know, after I eat, I gotta go take a nap. I'ma go, I gotta go lay down. I'ma go lay down. Um, because the itis is like real serious. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming back. We are back up in this gigiana. Um, trying to be consistent. Or, you know, show face. Um, so here we are. Episode two. Today, not that much is going on. Um, I just have a couple of things to get off of my chest. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. First things first, shout out to Angela Bassett. Uh, full circle moment for my good sis uh, because she did the thing, okay? She won an award at the NCAA P Image Awards. And um, I didn't watch it because I was at work slaving away for money in my life. But um, I saw the highlights on Twitter and I just loved the joy of the fact that it came full circle for her of the fact that she did the thing. What she always does the thing, to be quite honest with you, Um, doesn't miss a beat, doesn't miss a step. And I love to see it. Um, She looked amazing. And then I saw a video clip at the SAG Awards where she watched herself in the nominations and she like gagged herself. Like you looked up on the screen and you said, is that me? Was that me doing greatness on the screen? And yes, indeed it was, ma'am. Uh, just top tier. I uh, wait for her due diligence though, to get an Oscar cause it's long overdue. And y'all just keep on playing games. Keep on playing games. I don't get it. Mm, I'm seeing Aubrey Graham back on my timeline. Uh, Him and little Yachty, I don't know what's going on, but them two are posted up on a beach somewhere with their grown man feet in the sand. And um, I forgot how old Aubrey Graham was. Uh, That man is like in his mid thirties, creeping into the (laughs) forties, which is crazy because I don't know. But essentially Drake, you know, he is coming out with like a lot of, weird flawed logic that only I feel like rich people can understand and I know he's you know in this phase with his music where he talks about um I'm so rich it's not even relatable anymore blase blase yada 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 but it's really showing because I'm not I don't get it and maybe it's obviously it's not meant for me to understand because my tax returns are not matching and he was talking about his therapist Which, you know, we love therapy. I don't know if his therapist is, like, actually working with him because, well... But um, his therapist that he's going to see, that he's seeing, um, essentially told him, uh, I guess, the disconnect of what he has of being um, in relationships and being treated in real life. And he was like, uh, every single time you you walk in the room, uh, he was like, you have the biggest tits in the room, right? (laughs) Which... Sure. It was, you know, uh, it's like Wolf on Wall Street and cocaine. It, it's like, see the vision, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's a lot of just hypotheticals, a lot of just metaphors that you kind of have to, I don't know, chip down or just, you know, if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. But long story short, he's saying like, when you walk in the room, you have the biggest tits in the room and, and everybody's looking at them. Okay. They're juicy, they're plump they're here to stay, right? Sexualization with women, connecting, cause that's easy with men, sure. Um, and I guess it's the fact that because he's Drake and he has money and he's celebrity, it makes him on a different level of status where people are not going to understand you being you, right? So he has these big tits and he's walking in. And I feel like if Drake had, you know what I'm saying, a really big chest if he really did have what he's saying that man would definitely wear a v-neck all the time he would not wear a bra I know that for a fact he would not believe in bras he maybe only has to wear a bra when his publicist tells him um, and he would definitely be the one to wear like bright colors um, and he might even be the girly that might even pulls out like a pop collar you know for an extra little added effect definitely one of the girlies that spray perfume everywhere Um, Like in gym class, like after we're done sweating and you you spray perfume everywhere because you're trying to smell good, but you stink at the same time, that's him. That's your walk of life, I wholeheartedly believe. But because he has these big tits, right? People can't see past them, you know, and not look at what he's trying to show as personality. And it isn't until, I guess, you know, he meets some people on a level of relatability that can like see through um, this persona that he's like actually a nice guy, right? Even though his whole persona is the nice guy figure. So we're at a conflict already, but um, it's essentially meaning that, you know, people really don't know him and they refuse to see the real him because of the money and that he's Drake. And he was like, and that's why I relate to women who have um, a chest essentially, which two different walks of life. I, I get it. I'm trying to, you know, I'm like I said, was trying to see the vision, but like, again, no. Um, I also saw that little Yachty said that um, he's getting old, which he is, and he really felt some type of way, but it's true. You are, I mean, you know, life happens, age happens, um, you are getting older and you just have to embrace that. Like, I'm trying to figure out what is he going to do once he gets into his 40s. Because this whole certified lover boy, it can't keep going on into your 40s. It can't. It, it It's embarrassing. And then by then, your son is going to be like seven, you know, like an actual, you know, child transitioning into a teenager. So you got to, I don't know, man, you know, and it, that's his whole bread and butter. So we're going to, it's very interesting. Or he could just retire and be a dad. That's also an option. So. Because i I'm be honest with you, the quality of music, it's not going up at all. It's just, I don't know who's in the studio telling him that this is fire, but they got to stop. <laughs> so Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade also made an appearance at the NCAA awards. They accepted an award, uh, the presidential award, and um, they made a very moving speech. It was mostly Gabrielle, you know, Dwayne Wade was there to support, but um gabrielle you know she out there and she spoke the facts right she talked about the prever- the preservation of black lives the importance of black lives right in the midst in the movement of black people being in the ncaap what they stand for in the foundation however com ma'am she also brought up the importance of one of the most pressing matters in the black community that the black community doesn't like to acknowledge and that is black trans lives CIS went off and she said, black trans lives are being targeted every single day in this country and that they need to be protected. They need to be acknowledged. And I could just tell by the setting hard jaw that it really hit home, obviously because of their daughter and, um, you know, nothing she said was far from astray of being wrong. And I find it just, you know, in the community in the fact that I know that people were clapping in that audience, but even people in that audience themselves, how you stand up and you say that you are for the community and you are for the people and you guys are people of change and influence um really influencing the culture and having people look to y'all for the answers which is not that's not how that work but looking to y'all to create change and y'all wouldn't even acknowledge the uh trans community you know unless this happened you know so, uh, shout out to her. You know, I feel like people should just mind their business because, to be quite honest with you, with Zaya, um, and I hope that's how you pronounce her name. I really do. And if not, I am so sorry. But with their daughter, um, you know, they mind their business. Don't even really much talk about her. She lives her own life on Instagram, posts pictures, looks cute, and whatever. It's the fact that, like, you trolls. And people in the shave room who ain't got nothing else to do but waste time on your parents' Wi-Fi. Talk about how much it bothers your spirit of them uh, supporting their child and, you know, protecting their child and really, you know, standing 10 toes down and being a parent and just being there for their kid. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it just, it ceases to amaze me. It's the fact that, you know, y'all trolls... Um, gossip pages, everything creates tension and rumors and just doing whole dissertations, all loud and wrong, just all tone deaf about, you know, why this is a problem, how this affects you in your personal life. I do not know. I feel like some of y'all are just... Obviously, it's stabbing an undercover wound um, and we need to go to therapy to uncover that. Obviously, we're deflecting, you know, so sorry that mom and dad did not support you or did not see you for who you are. But when I tell you that is not their problem and it's not her problem, okay? That child is out here living her best life with money and agency and doing things that y'all could possibly never do, okay? And if you don't like it, you could just you know log off or just not talk about it at all. But somehow, y'all use that as the pinpoint of your therapy sessions. And then go on Amazon and buy that $50 mic I want to do a whole podcast episode and just bombard my timeline with just all types of tomfoolery because somehow this has to be the word. This is your mission. Your objective in life um, is to talk about, you know, an agenda. Okay. Talk about a problem in the community when y'all can't even fix your own problems. Take care of y'all kids. How about that? Mm. You know? Focus on being a good a good partner, a good person, you know? Apologize, let go of that anger. How about that, you know? Do your tax returns. Because I know some of y'all, I know some of y'all. Done lot, still still working on that PPP loan, eh? You know, I should have been in with that. I really got mad about that because I know all oh, y'all hopped on that PPP loan scam, you know? I don't blame you though, get the bag, anyway but shout out to uh gabrielle and um doing just you know doing the thing doing whatever they got to do really not even doing much just being good people and speaking up for the community and being good parents and being awarded as such because i guess that's hard nowadays uh what else oh um chloe bailey miss ma'am she is in hot water uh, the girlies are mad at her, the community is mad at her, and we're concerned. I'm more concerned about her sister, um, Chloe not so much, cause Haley and, um, what's his name, DDG, which <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what does that mean, what does that stand for? It's a nice good collection of letters and initials, cause like DDG, and that's exactly how I would call, it. like DDG, um, yeah, I don't get it. But he's just like embarrassing her, And, um, you know, she's staying for whatever reason with the whole girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, just all types of, and I'm just like, babe, this is not, this ain't it. But Khloé Bailey, she's in hot water because she got with Christopher Maurice Brown, our favorite crackhead, um, our favorite active little five-year-old toddler, um, and got together to do a single called, how does it feel? I've not listened to it, but I will say, um, she's doing a little too much marketing because I've been seeing that promotion for the song Any and Everywhere, on any and every platform. And the worst part is she keeps asking people or click baiting them, um, hey, did you, but did you listen to the, and I'm like, babe, like, did you listen to the single? And I'm just like, mm, calm it down, calm it down, calm it down. Now, um, a lot of people are upset because, you know, Chris Brown, ooh, problematic, yes. Chris Brown, ooh, the one who threw hands and beat on Rihanna, yes. Uh, Chris Brown, who has done and keeps doing, just like, it's like you, you keep saying, mm, he wouldn't do that. Not even he wouldn't do that, or mm, he would've learned from that. Or no, he won't go that far again. And he keeps, you know, every single time. It's like every single time. And I think people are trying to figure out how's the math, mathing of who approved this, who allowed this, uh, why is this happening? You know, we were rooting for you. You know, you're letting me down, type bit. And um, I get it, but also I also understand why she's doing this. I feel like Chloe Bailey, she's in this spot in her life where you have fame and recognition ever since she has done her rebranding, right? Because obviously her and her sister, they're still a group, but like they have separated temporarily to do whatever they want to do. And Chloe Bailey has taken the route where she wants to be, you know, the next, I don't want to say Beyonce because that's just so stereotypical, but she wants to be the next it girl. She definitely wants to be the one to, to, uh, she definitely wants to be the one to make her name known, you know, truly be like the new generation's pop girl. And I think she's in this weird place where she has tried the sex appeal. She has tried the fact that, Ooh, look at me. I can be her too. Um, because the general stereotypical, um, gaze that was on her and her sister for a while, ever since they started their career is that they were wholesome, right? That they were wholesome. They were churchy. Uh, put together neat. They were like, they were the soft girl aesthetic before the soft girl aesthetic came into fruition essentially. And so when she's did this rebranding, um, you had people who took it seriously. And then you had people said, nah, this is a joke. And that is still the case till this day. I think now she's just, you're pushing it very hard, but I also know of the backlash and everything of how like she was trying to open herself up more and she got shamed because of her body or because of the way she looks. So it's like a lot, it's very complex. But I will say that, you know, she should never ever have to exhaust herself to, to prove a point. Um, and I feel like she's doing that to a degree. And I feel like maybe with Chris Brown, because he is till this day, making millions and millions of dollars and still is a very popular um, icon within the music industry. Is that she needs some agency. You need some backup. You need some relation. Because all of her other past projects have just been her, essentially. Um, Which is like, you know, pretty cool in itself that you were able to like really build this uh, in your career with just you and your sister um, and nothing to be relied on features or anything. But I think now she's in the place where she needs she feels like she needs group support moral support she needs other features and other collaborations to prove that she can be this it girl you know so that's what i would take away from it i wouldn't look that too much deep into it i already know half the community already canceled her somebody took her down as a wallpaper um somebody else probably just deleted the whole discography and i i gotta say like y'all have to stop being so emotionally attached Um, to every decision an artist decides to do. I understand that there are exceptions, right? But she is human and she is trying to make a bag and she's trying to make a career. And she's at the point where she's willing to do any and everything within reason to get there. So if it has to be Chris Brown, then so be it. It has to be Chris Brown. You know, I'm pretty sure they did not hang out and he didn't invite her over or whatever, whatever, because She's still underneath Parkwood, and I know for sure, if it ain't her parents, I know the executives and the lawyers definitely said, uh-uh, you know, here's the line, you can't go over the line. Limited boundaries, I'm pretty sure. But it was just a project, it was just that, nothing more, nothing less. Um, I heard that the song didn't do that well. I think maybe it was a flop, or maybe it was just, you know, people listened to it said, mm, you know, nothing too popping like, um, have mercy, Or, um, what's that other song surprise, you know, did she even drop an album yet? I know she's dropping an album soon. So I think this is just anticipation building up like every other artist to, you know, do the album. So, yeah. So the main thing that I wanted to dabble in today, I think, yeah. Do I want to go down this route? Sure. The main thing that I want to really dabble in today is this whole controversy, not even controversy, but. I'm seeing the discussions about with uh, Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan and their relationship, their friendship. So uh, Creed comes out this week. I think it came out today, which is Friday. Um, but I'm going to see it this weekend. Uh, so Creed 3 is coming out. I've been waiting. I've been anticipating. Um, and uh, they've do, been doing the promo, interviews, photo shoots, blue, blot, blam. Jonathan Majors is an actor. Uh, I love that man. I think he's great. Not even the fact that because he's good looking, um, and he is, that, that's a nice chiseled face right there. That's, God was feeling himself that day. I think God, I feel like sometimes like God up there, he, he really is just kind of like, I'm feeling a little extra pep in my step, okay? He had like an extra shot of espresso and just said, this right here, I gotta go in. And he was locked in, he was tapped in. But I like Jonathan Major. Um, Jonathan Majors as a whole. Um, I feel like he's just a very grounded individual. Um, I've been following his journey since uh, he did an indie movie before he really like popped off of uh, an indie movie called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is amazing. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Um, but I really like his aesthetic. Uh, I like the fact that he doesn't have any social media. He is that guy, he's like, if you see me, you see me. And if you don't, you don't. And he's just kind of present and he, you know, acts, does this thing and kind of moves on. Right. And it's very in this day and age, it's very um, unheard of, of anybody not having social media. But I also understand not ever having social media. You get a peace of mind with it, which after what y'all been talking about, he most definitely needs. So Jonathan Majors um, did a recent photo shoot with Ebony. And I thought it was amazing where he was, the whole theme was, uh, essentially, uh, pink. Uh, he wore a pink do-rag, had on like velvet pants, um, reading books, having flowers, uh, just the whole aesthetic of it being very soft, not even soft, but just having not the typical photo shoot that one black man doing Ebony would have, right? Not appealing to sex appeal not saying look at my body look at my dick none of that it was more so um just a nice lighter presence of sensitivity right of him he was still shirtless obviously and I think that's also because you know the promo would create just to show his body and the fact that of boxing but the whole essence of it was just him being relaxed and it's like him you seeing him on a regular day you know, um, getting a peek of to what he likes to do outside of the typical. And a lot of people in the timeline were up in arms. I know the first thing y'all niggas gonna say, oh, he's fruity. Oh, he's gay. Oh, the agenda. Mm. Y'all love that. <laughs> um, I don't understand why y'all keep doing this to men. It emasculated him. Whatever. Then um, him and Michael B. Jordan, they had a photo shoot and um, it was a very intimate photo shoot where it was showing their friendship, um, their brotherhood. And as soon as y'all see somebody put their hand around somebody else, or the fact that he just laid his head on his shoulder, it gotta be that, they, that they're together, that somehow they're gay now. Like, I don't, I'm confused. I am confused, Jean. Uh, physical touch, simple physical touch. Y'all might as well say shaking hands is gay. Okay, if you dap me up, that means that your hand that touched other things and yourself don't touch me. Okay, so now we both gay. That's that's the agenda. That's that's where I'm at right now. Okay, Um, the fact that the photo shoot just encaptured familiarity, encaptured the fact that they are actual friends and they like each other, and that you know comfortable around each other. You know, being humans, having empathy. I don't know emotions. Um, it's gay. It's for the streets. And so I I am just very concerned, you know. Uh, it's at the point where everybody has masculinity um, and femininity. Y'all just have it in a chokehold of what you think is supposed to be. Or y'all like to reminisce of how it was back in the olden days. <laughs> Which, <laughs> babe, that, whoo, it's not a cute look, okay. Um... And the fact that, you know, people who decide to step and be vulnerable and be themselves and truly, you know, show their emotions, show how they feel towards others is automatically um, on some fruity gayness. Like, and then y'all wonder why y'all single and lonely and have anger issues. You wonder why nobody wants to sleep with you. And you wonder why you can't talk to people. <laughs> Ooh, y'all got rocks and Skittles for brains. Um, Jonathan Majors, you know, from what I know, first of all, he's with, he has a wife or a girlfriend and allegedly he has a child. I'm not even entirely sure. But I think the fact that seeing two men express their friendship, you know, and just genuinely have uh, a sense of comfortability with each other, if that makes you uncomfortable, um, you're going to need to unpack that. I feel like with masculinity, what has been taught and what has, you know, been enforced upon um, specifically with black men is that the only thing that you need to know how to do is fight, uh, know how to use your dick, and I guess learn how to build something or make money. As long as you have those three things, you'll be all set to go. Forget about everything else, all right? That, that's all that you need. That's the kit and caboodle. Um, And it has truly destroyed the community. Masculinity and femininity, all of it is so broad and so complex. And all of it is a definition different for everybody else, okay? Masculinity is, and he said this in an interview, it's gentleness. It's kindness, okay? Masculinity, a part of it, if y'all call yourselves being a protector, if you call yourself being um, somebody worthy of... Um, holding on to something and building something that also comes with the vulnerability of being nurturing right of learning how to take care of something learning how to tend to something okay and that requires you being listening okay having empathy being concerned right having these quote-unquote feminine aspects um because in order it's like having a plant. In order to really grow a plant, you have to tend to it. You have to listen to their needs. You have to be open to their emotions. You have to give and receive. You can't just force feed a plant with water and expect it to grow. It will die. <laughs> um, and it's just crazy to me. It's concerning. And it's like men who, y'all be the most crustiest, dustiest ones, have just ash on your face in your profile photo looking rugged and y'all think that's cute or the fact that y'all be talking about you know taking care of your children and you're not really taking care of your kids or your significant other you guys are providers and that's it and just because you provide doesn't mean that you are good in your relationship you know how to do a basic necessity but everything outside of that you're dysfunctional yeah um yeah you know i think their friendship it's a genuine friendship i saw another video where he was just talking about how they even became friends right outside of acting and the fact that you guys are co-stars but forming a real relationship outside of the art right which most actors they don't do and very few really have a genuine authenticity of liking each other but that in itself the fact that they you know, agreed to say, Hey, let's be friends. That causes you to be vulnerable with your emotions. You know, to have somebody to call your friend causes you not to be hard all the time. Or maybe, you know, y'all like to trauma bond aside from the friendships where y'all like to trauma bond over, um, not liking women or trying to figure out why women won't sleep with you or trauma bonding over the fact that you feel like everybody is against you or y'all like to listen to future together. And y'all think everything he say is a word of God. You know, so, but yeah, I just, I find it very funny and hilarious that men who are not comfortable within themselves and their emotions wanna speak on things that you truly have to have transparency about, that you truly have to know yourself, your strength and your weaknesses, your soft sides, things that make you cry, things that have hurt you, in order to fully understand how somebody else can be comfortable and free. You know, you don't get it because you're not there, you know? And you crying or wearing pink or painting your nails or whatever does not change you of a definition of being a man. Only you can define that, bud. Only you can settle with that, you know? You are you, whoever you are. And with that comes a complexity of multiple things. But, But, you know y'all love to just keep everything into a and b box you know unless you know there's exceptions that you want to fit that fits into your own little agenda then it's like oh well it's complicated and that's just my truth okay he's living his truth his truth is is that he is a masculine man that happens to wear pink likes to read books and is okay with telling his friends that he loves him. He's okay with hugging his friends in public. He's okay with resting his his head on his shoulder on a on a male friend without it meaning it being it without it being sexualized. He's okay with just having natural emotions, you know. So I don't know, man. Um, and lastly, speaking of, I guess, with Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. So Michael B. Jordan ran into a reporter somebody who runs a blog and lo and behold they went to high school together and essentially she interviewed him and he remembered back in the days when they were in high school how um he was called corny by her um she would like rank on him every single day and i mean not even in a a joking way like you my friend like breaking down his spirit typing um, they called him corny. She used to say, you ain't no Michael Jordan. Essentially told him that he was never going to be anybody. Um, when he first got his headshots, and I think when he first started his acting journey, like they played him. They said, you ain't, you're, you might as well throw them in the trash, you know, um, just really being terrible people. And lo and behold, we fast forward and you're interviewing me at my premiere. Okay. You need this more than I need you forever and ever. Amen. And, um, a lot of people peeped his body language, his face, all of it. Um, and I just want to say that kindness goes a long way and you never know, you will just never know how life leads you. Um, y'all keep thinking being mean is a, a cute little character trait and my oh my have the tables have turned. Okay. You out here thinking it's cute to just really make fun of people and not not saying that you have to believe in them or their dreams, but at least respect what they're trying to do. And you want to stomp that down. And now when you look at it, you're in the same room with them, except they on top and you at the bottom. <laughs> um, you know, I just find it funny. And you know, him holding his composure, whether that's water under the bridge or he just saw the irony. I mean, he won either way, because at the end of the day, you're interviewing me for agency for your channel or whatever you need and you get nothing out of it you already got the contract you already have the money you secured the bag okay you're already famous and that came from the fruits of your own labor without her believing in him and and at the end because she denied first of all she denied that she even called him corny let's talk about the wig that she had on you know what's a red flag for me as well is when you have on that bright blonde wig and you want to do the big red glasses or some type of big glasses just to show that you're a fashion girly that you're kind of quirky okay trying to stand out that's how I know it's already a red flag you about to be all types of loud and wrong all types of loud and just just corrupting the space I can't even explain it it's like why why are you even having a mic who told you you could have the mic okay um what is it sometimes it is not our turn to talk babe You don't need no turn. Um, But she was like, oh, I never called you corny. And then at the end of the interview, you're going to say, well, you're not corny anymore. See, the jokes, what? Write themselves. Joe Budden had the nerve to say something. He was like, well, Michael, you doing that to a girl makes you corny. You're at the peak of your career, man. You're at the top of your career. Mind you, this bald-headed man that only had one hit single, okay. And just living off this podcast because you ain't got nothing else to do. Wearing Chelsea boots, just wearing them down to the ground. Got the nerve to have something to say. But you calling him corny because he's, he decides to not acknowledge people who belittled him? I mean, I know Joe Budden, you know, he feeds off of his haters. His haters are the reason why he's still relevant. Because if nobody paid attention to that man many years ago, he would never even have the Joe Budden podcast. I promise you on God, he never would. But he decides not to pay attention to your haters. Deflect what has happened and you want to call him corny? Like, I'm not going to respect you if you don't respect me. That doesn't make you a bad person. If anything, it makes him mature. He still gave her the time of day and he didn't even have to do that. He could have quite literally said, no, thank you. No comment. I'm sorry to this woman. I don't know her even if I was walking across the street. Who are you? Definitely could have did that. But no, he at least was able to be respectful and said, I'm gonna let you get your little five minutes of fame and then I'm gonna dismiss you and keep it moving. He will never see her ever again, I am pretty sure. And after all this controversy, I don't even know if she'll be able to even be on a red carpet ever again. (laughs) (coughs) Woo. So yeah. Yeah um treat people with kindness and stop being a dick you know get it together it's like and let people go live their lives if somebody has an egregious dream and if you don't agree with it just say okay cool you know and that's it's gonna be what it's gonna be anywho That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and share. Tell somebody else if they wanna waste their time, you know, listening to my voice because, you know, that's a whole responsibility on itself. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.